Class man, what a song! Anthem. Welcome back to the official, unofficial podcast of the Melbourne Demons, the Debrief. We have a very, very special guest. Very special with us, boys: Tom Marcazzani, Don Moore, Adrian Horton, your host on the line. The working class man himself, Neville Jetta. G'day, guys. How you going, Neville? Neville, very. Gee, it's good to hear your voice, Neville. <laughs> very, very well, mate. Now, just off the top, Nev. One of your favourite songs, and I was speaking to Maury off air about it. We've seen Gorney. I think Moore was saying he's got some very questionable takes with his selected song on Match Day at the G. I've seen that Tommy McDonald, not not too bad, a bit old school. I've seen Michael Hibbert yep. with a bit of Coldplay, um, but yourself, mate, working class man, you've absolutely nailed it, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, well, I've had a lot of feedback. <laughs> um, no, like I said, I grew up listening to that sort of stuff and a lot of old country music as well. So um, it was either that or Slim Dusty. So I'm a working class man. There we go. A good Bunbury boy you are. <laughs> now, Neville, I don't know if you're aware, but we've been campaigning long and hard this week to make you the stand in skipper with Nathan and Jack out. Now, please, please, for the listeners' sake, give them what they want to hear. Has Goody seen the light and is he gone with the obvious choice? Um, oh, I would hope so, but uh, <laughs> no, we've, we've got, we've got uh, yeah, obviously four pretty good leaders at the footy club who are still playing, so um, yeah, one of those guys will be a good candidate. Um, if none of them put their hands up, then I'm more than happy to. It's wonderful to hear that because they are four pretty good leaders, but I think you would be a pretty great leader, Neville, so we're backing you in. <laughs> Uh, so oh, anyway, thanks, we're, uh, it's pretty good timing having you on this week, considering it is NADOC week. Uh, now, for those at home who are unaware, NADOC stands for National Aborigines and Islanders Day Observance Committee. Uh, so we saw you during the week, a bit of a photo shoot with the Storm and Rebel players. Just tell us about yep. your work with Indigenous communities and how important this is to you. Um, yeah, obviously as an AFL player and an Aboriginal and Indigenous player, um, it's about being good role models and... Um, the indigenous, indigenous community needs um, as much as we can get, and to be someone seen in that light um, definitely is a privilege and honour. And um, yeah, I'll just try to do my best um, to yeah be that role model that the future future needs for our community. And I know Jeff and Jay and Dion um, do a great job as well, and all other Aboriginal, Indigenous, and Torres Strait Islander players in the AFL do as well. Yeah, nice, Nev. And I think it's also great that the Melbourne Football Club, with its history and obviously the MCG being our sacred home, that we have taken the initiative to go to the communities in both Darwin and Alice Springs. And I just wanted to, if you could shed a little light on what you think, you know, how great that is for us to go there and, you know, just the the built-up that you've seen over the past two or three years from us going there just how significant that is for the, the community that we go to. 
Yeah, probably, um, like I said, from a community point of view, is we've had a lot of players come from those areas um, and to give back um, as a team and as a, as a football club. Um, definitely you see the impact straight away and um, you don't realise how much footy has an impact uh, within the community and um, even as little thing as just going out and, and seeing everyone definitely make, makes a, a massive change within the community and the people within it. So good, um, yeah. I was actually doing, a, well, I did a road trip to Alice Springs uh, not too long ago and I, I saw so many Melbourne Demons jumpers up there within a lot that. of the communities up there and I, I couldn't have yep. been more happier with it. I'm sure you'd be pleased <laughs> seeing them up there as well, the red and blue. Yeah, you definitely see them coming out when we play in Alice Springs um, and hopefully next week when we play in Darwin as well. And um, like I said, yeah, you, you definitely feel the, the impact that we have um, even when it's not footy season. A lot of 36 and 39 jumpers, I would have thought. Yourself and Jeffy, but Nev... Um, yeah, I think that's more what I want to marry. Nah, <laughs> don't sell yourself short, mate. Come on, man. Come on, Nev. No, now, uh, we'll just start calling you Skip for the rest of the interview. Anyway, let's let's move on, Nev. Uh, I saw an interview with you on Melbourne TV at the start of the season. It was talking about the dark times and the club, and we're in a bit of dismay and turmoil, obviously, and... It wasn't a happy place to be around. And you were talking about how you fell out of love with the game in 2013. Uh, you were delisted, recruited again as a rookie, and you've got a new, new lease on life ever since that point. So I just wanted to talk about your emotions and how you turned your football career around. And I guess the one person that I think of straight away is Paul Ruse. How big an influence was he on turning your career around? Um, yeah, and I'll start from the. First of all, it was, yeah, it was definitely tough times back then and yeah. um, I had a lot of injuries and then didn't have a lot of, um, I had a good run at it and um, form was going up and down and a little bit brought on to myself. So, uh, but since Ruzi came in, I've, I've almost had a, like a real plan of uh, good health really, uh, which allowed me to stay on the track and um, he came in and found a role for me and um, yeah, I just tried to play that role the best I can and um, worked extremely hard to to get back into the team and obviously put back onto the rookie list. And at the time of um, at, at the time I was probably thinking what was best for my family at the time. I mm. had my daughter, she was two and um, my wife and um, whether it be just go back to Western Australia and, and just um, yeah, play footy with my, my brother and my and my cousins back at Swan Districts um, at the time. Um, because yeah, footy was uh, probably yeah. Well, I don't see a, a big future at the time um, yep. within myself, and just being able to to take that stress off my family um, and take myself uh, thoughts of me still trying to play AFL at the time was uh, I did feel well, I was a little bit selfish. So um, yeah, my wife backed me in and said, "No, you need to have another crack." And um, so I did that and yeah, put my head down, bum up, and Rudy came in, obviously. And, um, yeah, just said to me, oh, I wasn't fit enough and I need to work harder, this and that. And so I just, yeah, just said, yep, no worries. That's fine. I'll work as, as hard as I can. And um, yeah, sort of everything started to fall in place. And now I'm still here four years later and Rudy's left and Goody's still here. And I'm, Your yeah, wife sounds like a wonderful person, Skip. <laughs> may, may I just add? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's made a very good decision, Neville, but... Um, yeah. Like a great backman that Ruzi is, um, 
He sent you back. And I know Mark has got a question about that because you know, all the forwards get the limelight and you probably weren't having the best time of it and it didn't help that being around the club was a little depressing during those dark years. But moving your back's been an amazing, amazing switch. Yeah, Skip, I just wanted to uh, ask you a question. <laughs> being, being started yep. as a forward pocket, uh, you've been playing back, obviously, and doing an absolutely stellar job. You've you've come forward a couple of times this year and, and kicked a couple. Do you reckon there's a position for you down there, down the track, or <laughs> is back your back your game? Um, sort of interesting sort of fact. Growing up, I played down back mostly, um, and then I went sort of midfield, sort of in the Waffle Colts, and um, I got to the club that year, and we had obviously we had Ricky Petard out in Marrick. Also, one of and these blokes all went down with the injury, and um, so the next guy that could put on pressure and tackle and chase that sort of stuff was me. So, um, yeah, they put me down forward my first year here, and um, sort of stuck pretty much for the next few years. But um, yeah, going back down back, I definitely enjoyed it. And, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I've actually forgot what the second part of the question is, but it doesn't I'll even matter. But... Along. <laughs> You've actually no, taken I'm the opportunity. It and, um, just yeah, playing with a, a group of um, sort of we call it like a brothers, a bit of a it, it's probably one of the most tightest groups in a footy club, a backline group, and obviously having guys like Hibo and Hunty and and young officers come along, and when we get Tom back, if he's coming back, absolutely, um, yeah. uh, it'd be real good, and um, also Christian Salem. To have these guys around me definitely gives me belief to to play that uh, the way I want to play and, and know that they're going to back me up. And if there's a role down forward later on, um, if Goody sees me down there or the forward <laughs> line coach, I'm happy to play a role wherever I need to and um, and whatever's best for the team, really. So. And don't think we haven't noticed you pushing up forward a few games this year and bombing them in front 50. It's oh, been huge yeah, the, for the fans. The coaches have asked me uh, last year to... I couldn't I couldn't kick goal last year. I didn't kick one at all last year. I think I kicked three points. So they're on my back, so I was trying to push down forward and Bernie kept, kept running past me for the handle receiver. <laughs> yeah. um, didn't think I could make it, but um, me doing the team thing, I passed it off. So. Well, it's a great uh, yeah, spot when you pass it off this year. It's a great sight when you let it rip anyway. Now, you were speaking of your brother who's, your brother's in the back line. So, I mean, we do have a whole lost host of great defenders. Frost, Hunt, McDonald boys. But tell us about the impact yep. of Michael Hibbert. Now, it must be pretty comforting knowing you've got a player like that in the back line playing alongside you these days. Yeah, he's, um, he's almost the recruit of the year. You know, I feel he's been amazing. He's come in and um, obviously he's a really... Um, I'll probably pay a lot of attention when he's at Essendon, but... Um, I definitely do now. Playing alongside him is hard. He's tough, and he uh, creates or generates a lot of run of our back half. And um, I know that he's going to come over and help and, and do the team things, and and he's going to do it the other way as well, getting the boy out of the back fifty. So he's someone that I have massive trust with, and um, yeah, want to keep playing footy with him for a long time. He's a dead set gun, and he's tough as nails. Yep. And the other thing is, Nev, and we've been spruiking it a lot on this show, he's our debrief player of the season so far. He's got the most votes. He's just crawled yep. his way, or hasn't crawled his way, he's catapulted his way past Clary <laughs> that was head and shoulders above everyone else earlier in the season. Well, he was the Brownlow favourite for a few weeks. Then, <laughs> and yeah, only 19. And only 19 <laughs> while we're at it. But Michael Hibbard missed a whole year of footy, Nev, and he missed the opening month with injury as well. He came in for that game against Richmond and set it alight. It's phenomenal. The thing about Hibbo I want to ask you is, 
What's his mindset like and his leadership? It looks like he does a lot out in the field directing the boys and has obviously has a big impact. Yeah, he's um, he's one that just hates getting beaten. Um, and you probably can see that when he's in a contest or um, we're down and he's one that really steps up late in games and he's done it a few times this year already. I remember the West Coast game, he got himself in the right position to be able to impact uh, the ball at the right time and put it on top of the goal square and Tommy done the rest. Um, we haven't heard, we've yeah, kept hearing about it since. Um, but but uh, like I said, he's one that he loved running out with and uh, like I said, his mindset is just doesn't want to get beaten and he gives his all for the team. Um, and yeah, he, he wants someone like that to be running out alongside you. Geez, that West Coast win was a famous victory. I don't know I don't know if you want to know what shenanigans we got up to after that result, but we'll digress, Nev. Um, yep. Jeffy White, he came on last week with this uh, champion footballer for the D's and one of the best ruckmen in the game during his career yep. at the time. Yep. Now, this is a good one. The boys are looking forward to your answer. He spoke. I put out a few, like I think I said, Doggy Brown, Daniel Ward, Nathan Carroll was in there about the biggest pests and clowns around the club. Jeffy White yep. gave me a bit of a bake and said I was completely off the mark. He said that Travis Johnston was the absolute king when it comes to pests and clowns that he's been involved with around a footy club. Who's the biggest pest down at the D's at the moment? Um, oh, there's there's a few. Oh, I'm, I'm probably I'm probably in that sort of bracket as well. Oh, <laughs> oh, I can't skip. The skin, but um, I have to say Colin Garland. He sets up the boys and um, all the time and gets under their skin and that sort of stuff and plays little pranks on them and just, just sets up the young boys and uh, just sort of flies underneath the radar all the time. So he's, uh, he's one that you've got to keep an eye on at the footy club. We had um, Josh Wagner on earlier in the season. Yep. Sorry, Josh Wagner. 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 Wagner, yeah. As, as, as we like to call him. He said Cole Garland as well. So, And the other thing for yep. Cole is he's suffering the poor fellas out with a long season in- injury, obviously, but probably a great yep. time for him to ramp up his antics, I would have thought. Is that why he's got so much time on his hands, to, to play pranks, because he's, he's ice in his knee? <laughs> Yeah, well, that's, I think he deliberately hurt himself so he can play more pranks. <laughs> um, well, that's yeah, that's pretty much his life at the moment. He's icing up his knee, and but no, he's going well in the rehab. So I think he's, I seen him run the other day, so he's flying along. Um, so he won't be too far off. Oh, Beautiful, good, mate. Good, we we went ha- out to the... Good, yeah, it'd be good to have him Bloody now. Hell, be... got so many injuries down back. It'd be amazing to have him yeah. now. Nev, just quickly, we did some social questions. We went out to our loyal listeners and we did a hashtag ask... Nev. Skip, sorry. Okay. Uh, sorry, Skip, yes. A bit nervous. Correct myself. No, they're pretty straightforward, but hopefully we can throw something a bit left of centre to you. But I'll leave Marker to it with the first one. Now, Skip, yep. we've got one here from Travis Batchelor, uh, basically asking when you win the toss on Sunday, which, which end are you going to choose, punt road or city end? I'll probably go against the wind, so you come home with the wind in the last quarter. Yeah, you love that. Surely he's going. Surely <laughs> yeah. he's going punt punt road at the end, right where you stand, boys. Well, yeah. we're we're going to be standing behind punt. So if you choose oh, city, bring it home. if bring you it choose city at the start, then we can bring it home down punt road, and I'll be screaming your head yeah, off okay. when you kick one. We'll, we'll go to that end. <laughs> <laughs> yes, on going, your skip. We're going punt. He's a skip. Now, Nev, this is a pretty generic one, so we've gone a bit soft on you. But Ted Thornley says. Who's the hardest opposition player you've ever had to play on? Um, oh, 
obviously Eddie's probably the one that I really set myself up for, and obviously I'll probably we're pretty even at the moment between our sort of duels, but he's one that um, yeah you can't sort of lose concentration for a half a second. Um, he's one that can grab the ball and kick it from anywhere on either side of his body. So, um, yeah, and when he's up and about, there's no stopping him. Um, yeah, so he's probably probably the, the hardest one, I'd say. Oh, well, you kept him down. And the other thing is <laughs> we saw you against uh, Tommy Boyd as well, that massive challenge when you played him. And we referenced yep. it as David versus Goliath. Last week we saw you again. Vardy. <laughs> Vardy, we, exactly. Vardy's another one. We saw you in a and challenge with And when you knocked over Rough Lance. Ed, don't, don't worry, I did not forget <laughs> that. So, yeah, no, I, I, do I, enjoy I, it. I tend to find myself in, uh, on those big blokes when Big Frosty or, or Oscar get a bit of a head themselves and run down the field. So I'm, <laughs> I'm often left one out and trying to call those blokes back as quickly as possible so I can get back on the one man. But yeah. um, no, I, I, I think it's just team defense. You've got to um, sit on for a couple of minutes before we can get it all. All back to normal, um, and yeah, I'm, I'm going to get caught out sometime. But yeah, give oh, it a mate, crack we, to we love when you get caught out because you, you beat those big boys. I was just wondering if you were six foot four, do you think you'd be the best player ever to play the game? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd probably be like a buddy. Oh, come on, skip that. Yeah, that's a yes for <laughs> me. Yes, yes. <laughs> come on, skip. Um, Neville, just to wrap up, and we appreciate your time here on the debrief. It's a massive game on Sunday. Um, there's been a bit of negativity around the Melbourne supporter base this week that I haven't enjoyed, Nev, because, and I know Hibbo said it wasn't a big excuse, and we heard that off the top in our opening seg about having four games in 18 days, but you must have been super relieved to see in your schedule nine days off to rest the body and go again. Yeah, that's, um, the coaches have really done a great job this week and really um, planned everything around us sort of getting ourselves ready for this week and we're just looking forward to getting back out there because uh yeah we're pretty disappointed by the, by the way we played last week and just want to really redeem ourselves as players and as a player you want to do that and play your best game every week but um in the afl sort of life is hard to do that sort of stuff and um any team can beat any any team so um yeah you've got to put your best foot forward every week and we're uh setting ourselves up to have a big one and just looking forward to the challenge and obviously We've lost a few players, but there'll be a couple of players come back in. And I, I think Jeffrey and Hoag's are back in the squad. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, so just looking forward to to us getting back out there and just playing our footy um, all day and that sort of relentless, tough footy that we've been playing. Um, and, yeah, bring it to Carlton and uh, hopefully get the win. Now, you mentioned the return of Big Hulk Hogan to the squad, yep. which has just been announced today. Are the boys as excited as the rest of us are about having him back in there? Um, oh, at the moment we've, we've had the last two days off just to recover and recuperate. But um, yeah, tomorrow will be a pretty exciting day, and that's knowing that he's going to be back. And I know the boys will be getting right around him, um, as we've done the last six to eight weeks uh, with all the stuff he's been going through. And um, yeah, we just can't wait for him to get back out there with us and um, yeah, kick some goals for us. You love that. Well said, Neville. And I think it's going to be a bit emotional for everyone involved. He's had. A torrid time of it. Not many 22-year-olds have had to go through what he's been through in the last few mm. months. So I think um, you can certainly say the boys will rally behind him. The supporters are right behind him. And let's hope that we get the four points on Sunday. Nev, 
the working class man, as we said off the top. We appreciate your time here on the debrief. All the best for Sunday, and let's hope that we get the four points for Hogs. Thanks, Skip. Thanks, Skip. No worries, guys. Thanks for having me. And once again, Nev, just a quick one. If you win the toss, go to the city end first. So you come home with city a wet end. sail in okay. front of us. No worries. Because you're a working class man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Nev. Skip. All good. Go, Dees.